The following transmission is an utterly nonsense podcast exclusive presentation. Cue that motherfucking 8-bit intro. So here's my main problem, right? Sure. So they cast The Rock, Dwayne Johnson, as Black okay. Adam. Which I think was oh a brilliant God, casting really? choice. Well, that, that's old news. Like, they, they announced that he was attached I, I would have preferred him to be Lobo. Like you know Lobo? Lobo. I could see oh, that. Oh, Lobo. I will that say, Dwayne Johnson looks exactly like Black Adam. Like, Well, I don't know which iteration, though, because Black Adam has hair and Dwayne Johnson apparently went bald. Well, he shaves it. He because he went bald. Because he's sure. so juiced. Well, he's, what, over 50 now? Or? Oh, he's not even near he's, 50. He's got to be close to 50. I thought he was thought he looked good 50. with hair, so I'm just I, Honestly, he looks good with a shaven head, you know? Yeah, I think he pulls it off, but... Um, well, anyway, what, what was I saying? I mean, he's roided out. we got to realize that, though. Sure. There's no way he could get that bill when he was already, like, insanely in shape when he was a wrestler. Well, yeah, sure. I mean, they all have to take some kind of extra thing uh, to like get that well it might not necessarily possible. be steroids but there's a lot of muscle growth supplements that could get you to that point you know yeah, yeah name them that are legal well, and that like, actually work steroids aren't a shortcut to getting big they're just a way to get big yeah faster sure I mean, a better. little bit yeah to get bigger well anyway so of and course you muscle have on the muscle for what you're saying now dwayne johnson is freaking huge there's no actor who could physically rival him as as uh, Shazam. What about John Cena? Oh my John God, John Cena! I would pay so much money. Wouldn't that, that would be, be the wouldn't meanest that be great? movie of would all pay time? So I, much I would money. love to see that actually, John Cena as Shazam. But uh, we're stuck with Zach Levi. So um, uh, who do you think's gonna? And I'm be coming on you as, uh, like I'm thunder and lightning. Is that is that the lyric? Coming what? coming down on you chumps like I'm thunder and lightning. I I don't want to. John Thunder and lightning. He could have been Shazam. Da, da, da. Shazam. That would have been it's perfect. John Cena. Instead, we got fucking Okay, Chuck. I'm convinced. That's who should have been Sh- Shazam. And now, the continuation of Utterly Nonsense. So, um, big news. Over the weekend, we had San Diego Comic-Con, and there were a lot of big announcements, particularly with DC stuff. Not yeah. so much Marvel. Well... So, if it's not surprising already, uh, I'm sure we probably wrote it in the title already. Um, this is going to be a two-parter. <laughs> two-parter? Yeah. So, um, yeah, I mean, there's just so much shit to cover just between, like, I mean, DC's obviously the big stuff. There was uh, just a number of awesome trailers, a number of great releases mm-hmm. for t- television. Um, so, DC really took the cake with this one, and this is going to be the focus of the first part. Um Second part's going to be everything else, just because we can somehow fit all of that into another <laughs> episode. So, yeah, DC um, <laughs> versus everything else. DC um, versus the world. Yeah, so, I mean, as John just mentioned, and as you've probably uh, noticed from that initial preview somehow seamlessly edited in to the beginning, um, we did discuss DC pretty heavily on the last episode, um, mainly the topic of how the hell is DC going to survive after Justice League? Yeah, um, talking about the the movies in particular there. Yeah, well, that's I think what we meant. DCEU, 
DC Extended Universe, which we've talked yeah. about a number of times before. So, you know, strangely it, enough, yeah. Strangely enough, Comic Con is more about the movies than it is the comics now. Well, I mean, you never really know movies what it's and television like on the floor of the thing unless you've actually attended. Um, you know, we were talking. We've yeah. both been to the New York one before. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I went like five times in a row, and uh, very heavy emphasis on the comics, like um, to the point that. Uh, yeah, well, I mainly mean the press conferences and all the yeah. announcements that get made. But uh, at least for the first couple I went to, I don't remember there being panels, or at least uh, they weren't as interesting or as much of a draw as the comics themselves, you know? Yeah. Um, I don't remember there being any either when I went, or either that or I just didn't know about them. Yeah, well, that was my impression. A lot of comics, a lot of local vendors, um, weirdly enough, a lot of book signings. Like, um, you know uh, Diary of Wimpy Kid? You know that series? So I actually met that author, like, right as he released the first book. Like, he was at the uh, New York Comic Con. um, I think it was the third anniversary or something. interesting. Third annual Comic Con, I mean. And, um, yeah, so super nice guy. There was literally no line to meet him because no one knew who the hell he was. (laughs) And, uh, you know, I had him sign my copy of the book because, you know, I, for some reason, had my copy of the book. Um. And, you know, I went a year later after the books had taken off. Um, super nice guy, first of all, Jeff Kinney. But um, he recognized me, actually, because, you know, I was the one kid who went to see him that year. Well, how about that? Um, yeah, I mean, I you know, I, I've always been a big reader. So um, whenever I, like, you know, I, I read the book right away and knew there was something special about it. And it sort of blends this, uh, it, you know, it is a sort of a comic in the same sense that it uses uh, visual images in interlaced with writing in the same way that a yeah. comic does so um it you know it seems like a pretty logical step to have that sort of thing at comic-con but uh when i went there uh names that i remember as far as comics i know there was jim lee who was uh one of the artists there i didn't get to see him i think also mark wade mm-hmm. the writer and the one i did get to see george perez one of my favorite comic artists i got to see him and got him to sign my um collected edition of Avengers versus JLA, which, believe it or not, was the last time that DC crossed over with Marvel in anything, and that was back in 2003. Hmm. So it's been 15 years. I'm shocked that it was that recent. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I uh, the other like major celebrity I met, and uh, I, I think I met a couple people, but I've probably forgotten a decent amount of them. Um, met Lou Ferrigno at the first one I went to, and like you can like there's a picture of me somewhere, like my mom probably has it, of a uh, little ten year old me with a uh, big six foot four, barely functional Lou Ferrigno. Um, How, did you shake his hand? Yeah, I did, and he seemed kind of nice, hand? but um. Well, like, you know, my uh, perspective might be a little off. I remember I'm having pretty big pans, but um, to be fair, I was a small kid at 10, so. Yeah, Um, but I mean, he is the Hulk, so. Yeah, of course. Of course, uh, you put him next to, like, Ruffalo's Hulk, and uh, he's a midget by comparison. Um, Yeah, those are two different worlds. (laughs) Which, uh, you know, I feel like if I went up to him now, he wouldn't be too huge. Like, he's only a couple inches bigger than me, but, um. I think he's still massive, though. Like, he's still pretty muscular. Yeah, I mean, I think he's, like, 60 now, right? Like, he's uh, getting up there. Um, yeah. But, uh, yeah, he looks really good for his age, um, at least from what I've seen. Um, so, you know, we've talked a decent amount about Comic-Con itself. Let's talk about the actual trailers and the uh, outcome of this event. Yeah, so, well, will DC have a future? Well, let's look. 
Aquaman trailer. What are your first impressions? Um, you know, it was pretty cool. Um, you know, my like I've watched it like five times at this point, so um, I can tell you right now, uh, first time through, it didn't really impress me too much. Um, mm-hmm. you know, going off of JL, um, I, I you know, it, JL was obviously is just a CGI mess in some spots. Like you could tell some spots were clearly green screened, which, you know, it's, uh, of course it's a blockbuster superhero movie directed by Zack Snyder. Of course you're going to get that. But, um, it, it was just so obvious to the fact that you can't look past it. And there were some spots in the trailer where I could like got kind of got that same impression, but, um, yeah. Upon rewatching, I sort of looked past it. I, I, you know, the CGI sort of looked a little more natural once I sort of got acclimated to it. Yeah. I was just going to use that word. Yeah. Um, Your eyes had to acclimate because when I looked at it, I, I, the first thing I thought of was the um, the joke from Seinfeld, where it's like, "Hey George, the ocean called. They're running out of shrimp, except this time they're running out of CG budget." Because mm-hmm. there's so much of it packed into the trailer. Because I mean, it's all underwater, so basically yeah. the whole time no, there's going to be some yeah, kind I mean, of you effect. have to have CG. You have to at least have a couple filters on, you know. Um, yeah. So it's it's not shocking, and uh, once you look past that, it's pretty cool. Um, yeah, you pretty much have to look past it because, like, how else were they gonna do it? Yeah. Aside from that, uh, the only real criticism I have of the trailer is Jason Momoa's uh, narration. Just uh, it, 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 I don't know. It feels unnatural at the beginning. Um, mm. I, you know, again, I look past that uh, upon subsequent watchings. Um, yeah, I mean, looks pretty cool. I'm excited for it. Uh, you know, I'll definitely see it. Uh, it looks like a step in the right direction for DC. Yeah, I, I didn't see anything concerning about it. I mean, I'm, I'm kind of looking forward to it. I'm not really wowed. But, um, you know, what I did see, you see, um, what was it, Aquaman, his, his brother. I think that was a storyline that they used Orm, in one of the Justice yes. League cartoon episodes. Yes, yes, yes. Um, so you have, uh, you have him, you have Mira. Ocean Master. And Black Man. <laughs> Ocean Man. Ocean Master. Uh, Master. Yeah. Yes. Uh... Yeah, Ocean Man's a song. Otherwise known as Owlman Under the Water. Yeah, he does look like Owlman. <laughs> you know why? It's weird. You probably do why? know why. Because it's literally the same guy. <laughs> Patrick Wilson, oh, right. same actor. As a oh, Owlman no, I thought you meant... Um, I, I thought you meant Owlman from that, that alternate DC Earth with the yeah. the crime syndicate. Yeah, I mean, there is that, too. I, I, I do sort of get that same impression. No, but, no the other guy's Night Owl. Yeah. Oh yeah, not, not yeah. Owl, you're no. right. You're right. You're right. Yeah. Uh-huh. But, um, yeah. You see Black Manta. He looks cool. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, uh, honestly, the costume looks better than I was expecting a uh, like real life replica of that costume to look like. Um, yeah. And Aquaman has some gold. I don't know if he has green, but there's there's like a toy reveal or some kind of statue where he has the full on orange and gold. So I don't know. He might have it in the movie. I don't know. Honestly, I'm fine with his look as is. Um, you know, it's pretty clear that just with the casting of Jason Momoa, they're trying to basically separate themselves as far from, like, the uh, Super Friends era Aquaman as possible. Um, yeah, I'm just glad they're separating him from the conventional Aquaman of, like, now and the past couple decades because right. he's a big asshole in the comics. Yeah. I mean, this guy looks a little bit more, you know, carefree, kind of. Yeah. He, he looks like he's more willing to have fun. So at the end of the trailer, he does the same thing in Justice League where he jumps out of a plane. He's like, whoa! Yeah. I mean, he's definitely got that sort of asshole quality to him. Um, you sort of do get that impression from Justice League. Um, but he does seem sort of like a nice guy. He seems like a kind of guy you can get a beer with. 
Um, yeah, it's a bit more toned down. Like, he's not so high and mighty yet because he's not a king. Yeah. Well, he's going to be. Like, it's pretty obvious. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I made the <laughs> Black joke. Black Panther. I, I made the joke right away. It's Black Panther under the sea. Um, <laughs> right down to under the, the reveal sea. of uh, Atlantis. It's basically shot for shot the opening to Wakanda. <laughs> but, um, yeah, um, you know, I, so that's again, I'm anxious for it. Um, so Shazam was really, uh, you know. Shazam. I gotta say that that just appealed to me. That blew me away. Um, it did. It did to tickle the ivories a little bit. Like uh, I, I did not expect it to be that good of a trailer. Like, um, right off. I the feel bat, like it's um, PG Deadpool. Yeah, it sort of is. It's sort of because it's it, you know since it's a kid becoming a superhero, it's kind of poking a little fun at all the superhero tropes. Yeah, I mean he definitely, but it's not doing it too seriously. Um, yeah, yeah, exactly. Which uh, I, I think we kind of expected as soon as they cast uh, Zach Levi in the role. Um, you, you know, yeah, as soon yeah. as you cast a comedic actor to play a major superhero, of course you're going to have that sort of uh, comedic effect. Um, mm-hmm. it, it's not shocking given some of the relative campiness of the character, um, exactly like what we got from him. Um, you know, we made a podcast like a while ago. I think this was uh, back in November. Um, you know... Like, as soon as they cast Zach Levi, I was skeptical about yeah, that. Yeah, we reacted. Um, you know, I, I still think John Cena physically would be the build you'd want <laughs> for that character. And I, and I do know how, like, ridiculous that sounds to people who haven't heard our original podcast on the topic. But, um, you know, uh, we do know Dwayne Johnson's going to be playing Black Adam at some point. Um, I, I wouldn't yeah, be I don't, shocked Actually, if, um, what we were wrong on was I don't think Black Adam's going to be in this movie. Right now, they're saying he's not going to be. Um... I wouldn't rule past it for there to be a post-credit scene. Um, you know, yeah. Well, obviously there was going to be a post-credit scene, but whether or not that's uh, Black Adam is the question. Uh, you know, I like. You know, we we said in the previous one they're sort of building up to this in Justice League. Uh, we saw the post-credit scene in Justice League where you know you have Luther and uh, Deathstroke meeting up, uh, sort of forming this team. Uh, mm. Black Adam could be another part of that. Like realistically, I, I hope so. Being I hope they don't waste them on Suicide Squad. No, they're not going to. No way. Because I, I had heard that he might be in that. The fa- well, the fact that they're teasing Shazam as this major anime just makes me think they're not going to waste Black Adam in any other capacity than like being his main adversary in the future. Um, yeah. And that'll be a fun fight to see, like uh, Dwayne Johnson versus Zach Levi. Um, realistically, like, come on. Dwayne Johnson has it in the bag. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, should we talk about his costume? Uh, yeah, sure. His, his costume is directly taken from I, I think it was Justice League War, the DC animated movie. Right. The way he looked in that, that's it's almost like they took it yeah. from the cartoon and brought it into 3D. Yeah, and, and that's how it looks. So, I mean, Although I, I mean, it looks while it looks good. I think I would have preferred the new 52 look. Right. In the in the symbol specifically, because just, it had like a gold outline and bright like lightning energy right. inside of it. Yeah, I mean, so I think that's sort of what inspired uh, this interpretation. Sort of inspired the glowing lightning bolt chest symbol for some reason. Um, I'm not against it. It looks fine, I guess. But um, yeah, I, I definitely agree. Like, it it sort of looks abnormal for a costume, you know, like uh, just in all functionality. It's kind of a bizarre choice. Um, yeah. Well, I think that's part of the thing to point out how 
out of place he is because I, I think I remember the original story of Shazam being he read a comic book and it came with like a, a little special promotional ring and he put it on and then he said the word and that's how he met the wizard. Seriously? I could be wrong. Someone correct me. I, I mean, but... that doesn't sound right. Like um, any sort of interpretation I remember of him becoming Shazam, either in comic recaps or like various television retellings, it's always mm. like sort of been a subway that leads to like the wizard, you know? Um, right. You know what? All right, fine. Yeah. Let's look it up right now yeah, so I don't get ahead, my facts wrong. Uh, where's Shazam on? Where the hell is the DC Weekly? Hold on. We're going to find this out and we're going to settle this. Oh, forget it. It was just a little Wikipedia. That, oh, no. That's that's the whole business history. Oh, and there's a Shazam Wiki now. There's a wiki for everything, John. A young boy chosen. What the heck is this? So uh, there are some interpretations where the reason he was selected was because his father was originally going to be the successor, and his father was some big-time archaeologist who had discovered a bunch of this stuff, but uh, the father died before he could inherit the powers. So Billy was the next logical choice. At least that's uh, some of the stuff I've read. Uh, I don't know. Did you find anything different, or...? Uh, I don't see anything right off the bat here, but... Okay. And I won't waste too much time on it. I'll just say I'm full of shit and go with what he's saying. Okay, so moving on, um, I do think... Yeah, so Shazam trailer was good. Yeah, and the kid they cast for Billy Batson was great. Um, You know, definitely what I would imagine for the role. Um, Hmm. Yeah. Um, What's next? Titans trailer. Yeah, I had some mixed feelings. Uh, I had some mixed feelings. Oh, man. Oh, it's like... So painful to watch, but so funny at the same time for me. Well, there's some really good spots about it. Like, um, you know, I don't know if they're calling him Dick Grayson or not. He uh, has more in common with Jason Todd, but uh, I, I do like this version of Robin. He's definitely supposed to be Dick Grayson because yeah. you see the flying Graysons. But yeah, he acts and looks more like Jason Todd. Yeah. Which, again, Imagine I'm, I'm this. not against. So, but uh, yeah, go ahead. Now... Even in the comics, I'll say, Dick Grayson didn't really have a thing against Batman until he became Nightwing, because then that was after he stopped being Robin. Right. And for people who watch the Teen Titans cartoon, that like many, you know that Robin, who that, that was supposed to be Dick Grayson too, mm-hmm. had the utmost respect for Batman. He even indirectly referred to him as his father once. Mm-hmm. So now flash to this trailer. <laughs> what do we see? Where's Batman. Fuck Batman. Fuck Batman. <laughs> <laughs> but, it's um, the funniest freaking thing. Well, you know, at least from what I gathered from the trailer, it seems like he's just trying to have his own identity from Batman. Um, even Nightwing and any traditional interpretations has always been... Like, I, I'm sort of thinking of the Arkham version of uh, Nightwing. Um, he, he's his own even hero in his own right, this. but, uh, you know, he's part of the Bat family. He still respects Batman. He still looks up to him. He still sees him as... No, fuck Batman! Um, I, honestly, that might just be more him trying to instill fear in the hearts of his enemies than, like, just outwardly disowning Batman. Um, by the way, did you catch uh, that, that quick sound effect when he fired the grappling hook? It's the exact sound effect from the Arkham games. I did not catch that. Like, if you go back and watch it, listen closely, it's the exact video game sound effect. And when he hits the guy, and you hear, like, the guy make a grunt, that's like a sound effect 
that I recognize from an old Spider-Man Game Boy game that I played. So I, I don't know what they're doing. I mean, that's kind of a nice touch just in terms of sound design. Um, it, it's subtle. I mean, it flows it really cheap. well, but uh, no, I mean, I can appreciate that. Um, you know, like uh, we could do that. We could make better sound effects. Almost, I yeah, feel maybe. like they're just going to do that. Um, in terms of the other characters, um, Beast Boy looks okay. Um, yeah, Jack, we only see a I know Jack terms. liked the look of him, which, uh, I, you know, I, I think we need to see more of him before we can make any decisions. I'm fine with it. Um, Raven, I don't mind aside from the fucking wig. Like, I can't unsee that. And Here's um, my problem with Raven, right? Yeah. Sometimes when I let the darkness inside... It feels good. Oh, I'm so edgy. Yeah. I mean, they the kind of got rid of Goth. Of the trailer. They kind of made a Goth Raven into Emo Raven. Um, not the best look for. Um, it's pathetic. But, uh, you know, I, I mean, that was sort of the interpretation in uh, Teen Titans versus Justice League, you know, the DC animated movie. Um, there was a major arc in the show where, like, it, it revolves around her and the fact that her father is, like, basically the DC version of the devil. Um, yeah, Trigon. Yeah, so I mean, they're sort of recycling the same storyline, which is okay. They might have a new take on it. Um, you know, I'll watch it. I'm, I'm at this point. I'm gonna get DC Universe. Like, I'm, I'm gonna watch. Oh it, yeah, you know? well, we should mention that the only way you're gonna be able to see this, <laughs> unless you pirate it, is if you get the uh, DC Netflix. Starting at eight dollars a month. <laughs> oh, is that is that the official pricing? Yeah, it's like actually the same price as uh, Netflix or Amazon Prime, but um. You know, it's right. it's just one more added expense, you know. But uh, again, it is supposed to have like everything DC in terms of movies, TV, like throughout their entire conception. I, w- I wonder so. if they'll take off the DC TV shows from Netflix now. Yeah, maybe. Uh, I I think you know, there's probably some contractual obligations with Netflix to keep some of that stuff on. But uh, I know what uh, Disney announced a while back that they were going to make their own streaming service. But uh, yep. you know, all the Marvel shit's still on there, so who knows. Um, yeah. uh, um, all right, uh, Starfire, you want to take this one? Uh, okay, so, uh, like, when we saw the initial set photos, honestly despised her. The costume was garbage. I'm wondering why they're casting this big black chick to play, you know, Corianne. Like, you know, the arguably the most one of the most beautiful characters in the DC universe. Um, Big, poofy, curly hair in just, place of long, straight hair. Yeah, just this really over-the-top character who looks nothing like the comic interpretation. And uh, again, you know, I, I have nothing against casting people of color to play roles that are traditionally white as long as the actor does a good job with it. But um, character's not even white, though. She's like has she, orange yeah, skin. Yeah, she's uh, Tamaranian. Which, uh, and, and people argued, they said, orange, oh, the skin color doesn't matter because they're just going to paint her skin orange. Well, guess what? They didn't. Yeah. Um, it glows orange, but yeah. it's not orange. Which, uh, at least from what we saw in this brief glimpse, you know, the visuals on her look decent. Um, the whole fire effect is kind of cool. But uh, but she's not. Here's yeah. a, another funny thing. Starfire. She shoots fire, right? Mm-hmm. No, she shoots green shit. She's an alien. Why is she yeah. shooting fire? No, I it's, something. it's a weird interpretation. Um, to say the least. But, uh, yeah, so, I mean, I have nothing really outwardly negative to say beyond that. Like, we haven't really seen too much of her, so I can't really judge too much. But, um, yeah. what else? Yeah, um, they showed mostly Robin. Yeah. The rest were kind of just glimpses. Robin and Raven. Which, Robin, I think, is probably the standout character from this thing. He's the leader. He's uh, Oh, of course. Yeah. 
So no shock because there. Because fuck Batman. And then there was. Uh, I'm the Batman. I'm Robin. And then if you paid attention, and I watched it multiple times, so I sort of noticed it. The more I watched it, there's Hawk and Dove, who are very, very minor DC characters, who are for some reason in here in place of Cyborg. Um, yeah. They're very briefly in it, so I wouldn't blame you if you missed it. Um, That's probably DC's version of uh, Saturday Night Live's The Ambiguously Gay Duo. I, I think one of them's female, so it's not necessarily the same uh, conception. Really? Yeah, they so. were in like one episode of the Justice League cartoon, and they were both male. I th- I mean I might be wrong about it. I think one. I think the smaller one was female. Um, I, I'm trying to think. Like DC's Titans featuring the ambiguously gay duo. The ambiguously gay duo solving crimes. <laughs> They're ambiguously gay. Ambiguously gay. <laughs> um, TV Funhouse. What happened to that? Uh, Robert Michael left SNL a while ago. Um, every once in a while, know. they have some sort of resurgence, but uh, you know, <sighs> yeah. I mean, the reason that anyway. it went on for so long was because uh, the guy who was the main animator behind all those, and the guy who was the puppeteer behind Triumph, the uh, Triumph, the what's the what's the full name the insult comic dog oh yeah 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 yeah. so same puppeteer same animator robert smigel who was actually a cast member of snl from like early 90s to early 2000s um wildly talented guy but you would not know his name if you're not paying attention to this stuff and uh you know he just sort of faded into obscurity like you know he still does stuff once in a while but he's definitely not a household name um the more you know yeah so i mean that's titans broken down um not much much. to say really like it was a pretty Um, brief glimpse oh and the music sucked flowed decently at first but it it was just a shitty pop song on its face um what else in the way of dc um i i mean there were uh trailers read sorry about that yeah um, so there were trailers for each of the major DC TV shows. Um, yeah, I'll just Flash, run down them Arrow, really um, quick. Yeah. Go ahead. Start with, I guess, Arrow, because that was the first show. Uh, I know you don't watch Arrow. No, I don't. I've been keeping up with it. Uh, the trailer looks promising. As I said, I think briefly in a previous, I think it was the Flash episode, number 22, that I said I liked how they ended season six with him going to prison because that was a lot like this unused film script that they had for a Green Arrow movie. And so the trailer definitely continues that. You see him in prison. You see him with all of the, the uh, bad guys he's locked up there having to survive. He has, like, all this scar tissue all over his body. And uh, apparently somebody is putting on the hood and being the Green Arrow without Oliver Queen. I'm assuming it's Diggle or it could be someone else. But So I think, though, even though... The trailer looks okay. It might just be like season six where the first couple episodes are decent. And then the rest of the season is just littered with schlock. Okay. So, so uh, I mean, that's my breakdown of that. Yeah. So uh, what else? Flash. Uh, not Flash, so much. It, eh. it basically picked up where the uh, fourth fourth season, right? Fourth season left off. Right. Um, we know daughter? that Iris and Barry's future daughter is there, and she might fuck up the timeline because it's the fucking Flash, and literally uh, stepping the wrong way will fuck up the timeline. So, um, not too much of a shock there. Uh, the villain was revealed, but um, what's his name? Chikata, Some guy with a mask. Cicada. Um, 
Cicada, Chicada, Nincada. Yeah, I mean, it, it might be just another thinkers. thinker situation where it's just an obscure Flash villain who ends up becoming one of the better ones. Um, yeah, it might be cool. Um, yeah, you see, like, Red Lightning at the end. I don't know if yeah. that's him or Reverse Flash. If this turns out to be another speedster, it's just... No, nah, it's not going to be. Like, whatever, man. There, there's no way it's going to be another speedster. Like, they did that three seasons in a row. I think they're done with that for now. Um, yeah. The story of this villain is... Uh, he believes since he received his powers, I forgot what they are, from a lightning bolt, that him and the Flash are inextricably connected, and that in order to carry out his destiny, he must go back and kill everyone that the Flash has ever saved. Okay, so um, DC. Pretty dumb. Well, uh, here, let me read the official description by DC TV. DC describes him as a grizzled blue-collar everyman whose family has been torn apart by metahumans. Shikata now seeks to exterminate the epidemic, one metahuman at a time. Dun-dun-dun. Right, so that's a bit different from yeah. the uh, comic version. So, I mean, that doesn't tell us much. It's just another... Me- uh, poss- I guess he's not a metahuman, right? I, I mean, I, I think he kind of has know. to be, but um, whatever. So he's just another guy who's pissed off at the Flash for some reason. <laughs> yeah, because yeah. that's always the story. It's literally the uh, motivation of every villain in the Flash. But um, yeah. So um, the other thing I really want to touch upon before we head out here, um, Young Justice. Uh, so I know you never really kept up with it, but um, right. first two seasons were fucking amazing. Like, uh, it, it's sort of like Teen Titans for an older generation in the sense that uh, you know, it, it follows the same team of young superheroes who are actually a really compelling cast of characters. Um, Kid Flash, Robin, Aqualad are some of the main ones. And, you know, the second season has this whole caper where Aqualad turned evil and, uh, you know, Robin is now Nightwing and leading the team. And, you know, Batman wants him to join the Justice League, but he won't. And yada, yada, yada. Kid Flash's girlfriend gets killed. And it's, like, really heavy stuff for a kid's cartoon. And it all flows really well. It's all just an incredible show. So I can't say enough watch this shit um I, yeah i will say uh i haven't watched it be- not because i don't want to watch it it's just because I, I think it aired all on cartoon network and i just yeah. don't keep up with cartoon network so i mean it was on it's netflix thing for a while but uh you know netflix is kind of a dick oh yeah you're right to dc um <sighs> so um i'll have to pick it up yeah just to go over the season three trailer right now um i know you didn't watch it um so it's mostly a recap of the end of the second season and without going too in depth with it um i you know this isn't really a spoiler um kid flash dies or quote unquote dies at the end of young justice like i don't think anyone actually thinks he's dead but uh you know just the way they sort of leave it hanging it sort of implied that something else happened to him like there's no which kid flash is this Uh, this wally west wally west all right and uh bart allen takes over the mantle like the second he dies quote unquote wait Um, which wally west (laughs) uh white wally west red ginger wally west yeah um so you know the third the uh season trailer sort of recaps the entire second season and really focuses hard on that so that makes me think he's gonna come back like right away as soon as uh season three picks up um Mm. The other thing it really focuses on, like a major arc of the second season, was that uh, metagenes are sort of embedded throughout certain members of society, and uh, anyone can basically become a metahuman if they have this gene that's genetically passed down to people. 
So X-Men anyone? Yeah. And oh, and the other big reveal from the end of season 2 was that uh Dark Side and Vandal Savage are sort of in league with each other and you Oh, know, that's a good alliance. No, it's a cool partnership and uh you know, it has some like that was literally the last frame of the last scene of season 2 and it was just shocking that that's where they left off on. And uh yeah, so season three sort of, it, it, it's implied that they're focusing on this, uh, you know, metahumans are, like, anyone could become a metahuman, and metahumans are so feared by the public that, uh, like, people are so capturing action. these, yeah, it's or heroes. sort of, yeah, sort of, sort of, sort of, so, um, yeah, that's so, basically where we're at, yeah. it doesn't tell us too much, and it wasn't really the best trailer, just because uh, it leaves a lot of questions out in the air, um, leaves a lot of questions unanswered so uh hmm. it's it's more of a teaser than a trailer that's uh, probably the best way to describe it um anything else uh honorable mention uh legends season i think four now yeah uh really only thing to note is uh constantine it's gonna be a regular but we already knew that oh you know i actually saw i saw a show last week um i went to go see hello dolly in new york and uh for anyone who doesn't know i live literally like 40 minutes away from the city um, depending on traffic. So, uh, weirdly enough, I bought tickets like half priced at a ticket booth right outside the theater, like, uh, a couple hours before the show started. Um, so hello Dolly with Bernadette Peters as Dolly. Uh, the main, the male lead, which I didn't know until I sat down was played by Victor Garber. How about that? And he was fucking amazing in it. Like he stole the show. Um, I, I forget the For those who don't know. He was, uh, yeah, he, he was Professor uh, Stein. Stein. Yes. Yeah. Um, and he's hey, yo, he's great. just a treasure. Like he's just such an incredible actor. He's amazing in everything. Um, it, they actually switched out the cast like since I saw it, so I'm so happy I got to see it while I did. And uh, you know, like, yeah, what else can I say? Victor Garber's amazing. Um, hmm. yeah. So, uh, anything else? We good? I think that about does it for DC. Okay, so there is going to be a part two of this. Uh, I'm sure if uh, you keep this playing till the end, it'll flow into it nicely. If not, uh, search uh, San Diego Comic-Con part two, Utterly Nonsense. Just, you know, visit our channel, subscribe for updates. Yeah. And do remember, Utterly Nonsense is not just the podcast channel on YouTube. We also have comedy sketches in the digital format. And we have uh, View on the Street. Which is Eric and his cameraman get a mic and just go annoy people yeah. with some trick questions and weird games. Yeah. And, you know, it goes without saying, check us out on social media, uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Uh, Anywhere you get oh, podcasts. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Spreaker. Because we're spreading. We're spreading fast. Uh, yeah. Um, not too much else to say. I'm CJ DeLeo, joined, aside, joined as always by John Keggs. This is utterly right. nonsense. Cue that 8-bit music. Stay tuned for part two.